Welcome to Prove It Show, the goods and greats of Prove It All Night. This podcast is a little Nuggets compilation compiling great moments featured on the weekly Prove It All Night radio show, which happens every Saturday night from 9 to midnight Eastern Standard Time, only on WFMU.org. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Live from WFMU's Monty Hall, it's Prove It All Night with Pat Byrne. Featuring the amazing Kreskin. And music from Rye Coalition and Sunshine and the Rain. And now, here's your host. The guy who wears Velcro on a shoestring budget. It's Pat Burns! Welcome to Monty Hall, everybody. Welcome back. How are you feeling tonight? All right. You know, I misspoke just now, and, and so did Neil. Uh, this isn't Monty Hall anymore, guys. It's not. I don't know if you saw the flyer, but we actually, this isn't a joke. We legally have to change the name to Montgomery Hall because there's a cease and desist from some... It's like a law student who's like on yeah, a power trip or something. I don't know. They're they're going after the wrong guys. Yeah, boo, boo, yeah. It's fine, it's fine. It's okay. So yes, Montgomery Hall. How could I be mistaken? But uh but yeah, I, I actually uh we were trying to think of like other legal loophole names that we could call this place, aside from Montgomery Hall, which is actually pretty formal. So uh we're gonna talk about them now in a uh a brand new moment of the show, which we're calling uh Legal loophole names that we can legally call this hall. <laughs> Starting from the bottom, working our way to the top of the list, we almost went with the let's make a deal on keeping the old name theater. We almost went with CBGB. This one stood for Cease Before Grand Bankruptcy. <laughs> the Law Offices of Romano, Bayer, and Hewitt Performance Space. <laughs> there it is. And finally tonight, folks, the name we really came close to almost calling it Arsenio Hall. <laughs> this band behind me is called the All Night Tears. Get up yourself! Welcome to the show we call Prove It All Night. How are you tonight, Neil? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? This band behind me is called the All Night Tears. Give it up one more time for them. <laughs> Greatest house band in DIY late night television today and our radio. My goodness gracious. You guys ready for this? My, my next guest has made a career of making jaw-dropping, accurate predictions about yearly events, trends, and more. He has amazed audiences as, as the world's greatest mentalist for decades and still packs them in around the world, playing over 200-plus dates yearly. He has appeared on the, on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson over 80 times, more than any guest ever. He was also a regular with David Letterman and countless other talk shows tonight. He makes his debut on a little talk show called Prove It All Night with Pat Byrne. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's greatest mentalist, the amazing Kreskin. 
nice to meet. By the way, I got to tell you something, and I I can only tell by talking to. I knew uh, when I before I met him the kind of person I was going to meet because I met a lot of his crew. He's a very warm-hearted person, flaky but really warm. <laughs> Hey, I got to tell you, this is crazy. Today, folks, has, uh, I, this was supposed to be a, a day off except for this evening, which I look forward to, but started this morning. Evidently, a docu not a documentary, but the person who did it does documentaries. It's on AOL and all over the place. They talked about uh, uh, Trump's handshake. And the question, and then I got yeah. Didn't he stuff. rip you off? So I started getting cold about this because my question was, uh, yes, I've been in, yes, I've been in home, uh, Trump's home because I do a lot of performances for private groups. But this was before I was president, and my question I said to the press today is, did uh, the, did he lift the handshake from yours truly, or did he steal it from John Malkovich? And the reason I say that, did he steal it from John Malkovich? And you can look at it, go, you can go on Amazon and rent the movie or buy the movie too. It's called The Great Buck Howard, The Great folks. Buck Howard. It's based on his life and, and career. And John Malkovich plays me in the movie. And I'm going to tell you a behind-the-seeds story, which is the neatest damn thing when, when Tom Hanks... By the way, Tom Hanks is as a genuine nice person as you ever want to meet in the business. And that's not... You can't say that of everyone. No, you can say it about him, I'm telling you. But anyway, anyway uh, so opening... Uh, they kept sending me the script... The love story is not me. No, I did not treat women that way. They say, Chris, we just got to charge up the movie in that area. But everything that happened on stage for the whole movie took place, I can tell you, the scene, the place, every single thing. So opening night in New York, uh, Hanks comes over and hugs me and says, I'm so glad you made it possible for my, my son to play your road manager and all this jazz. He says, I want to tell you the good and the bad side about making the movie. This is not, we're on the red carpet, but we want to good and bad side. So he tells me, you know, Malkovich studied, watched videos of you for weeks. Now the bad side, I say, yeah. He says, so help me God, Kreskin. For three days, John Malkovich shook hands with 30 people a day the way you shook hands, endlessly. He says, we were go we wanted, wanted chiropractors. He wanted, so when you see the movie, as Regis says in the movie, my handshake, is the dream of every chiropractor. Uh, so people are calling me today. No, I don't. I don't know anything about Trump and his handshake. But that's I, that. Sixty-seven years I've shaken hands like that. So yeah, it's uh, nice, nice to. This is a nice setting. You, Thank you. you. Gotta, you Thank you for being pray. here. And 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 they are. His crew is flaky, but they're good people and they're nice to work. <laughs> now, now the other thing. The other thing I got to tell you is That's this. what the F stands for in WFMU, by the <laughs> I'm way. I'm glad you explained that. Stands for flaky. <laughs> At least you're not on CBS the other night. But anyway, the other thing is, you got to... Yeah, you're a little bit slow, folks, but you're worth waiting. No, 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 no. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned 200, uh, uh, not last year, the year before. Uh, and we didn't count it last year yet, but we counted every, every radio, television, and, and concert appearance I did two years ago in one year exactly 364 appearances around the world. Exactly 364. But tomorrow, thanks, Brooke. But tomorrow, tomorrow is, and I think it's neat that you're going to be the first to hear this because the interviews start at 10.30 tomorrow morning. Tomorrow is National Free Comic Book Day, and of course everybody is 
talking about comics and so forth. Yeah, and didn't you start your career uh, right. based off of a, um, a comic strip, right? That's right. That was based on a magician. Called Mandrake the Magician. When I was five years old, my family's Polish and Italian. I was visiting my relatives in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I once had 84 relatives there, and this young man gives me this comic, and my mother would read to me these comics because I, I got a few thousand stacked, and it was Mandrake. He really wasn't a magician. When Lee Falk wrote him, he had hypnotic abilities, and he had uh, telepathic abilities, fought crime. And that became the model of my life. Uh, by the, then nine years old, something happened in grade school where uh, we played a game of hot and cold. You hide something and you walk around, and if you're getting near it, you're caught. If you're not near it, I wasn't picked to play. And I was so disappointed. Jane Hamilton was picked in my class, and Miss Curtis didn't pick me, so I'm walking home. and. I said to my brother, let's go over to Grandma and Grandpa's house. They were from Sicily, and he built the house with his own hands. And I said, here, hide a penny upstairs. I want to play hot and cold. So he calls me, and I'm outside, and I walk upstairs, and I walk through the kitchen. My grandmother didn't speak English. I loved her dearly. Walked into my uncle's bedroom. He was at work, and I climbed up on a chair and found myself reaching behind a curtain rod, and suddenly I felt the penny. And then I realized I forgot to tell my brother to talk to me. He never spoke. He never said a word. My grandmother was from Italy, so she thought I had the evil eye. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that was the, now the movie is being made and attempted for the umpteenth time. By the way, Mandrake was all, uh, Lee Falk also wrote another comic called The Phantom. The Phantom, right. And Mandrake was a tremendously popular in Italy during the Second World War, but Mussolini was one of our enemies. So Mussolini says, get rid of this comic, ouch, the Sunday comic. And people said to him, what, you're, sir, you're out of your mind, this, the, the, our public loves this. So the other, another man wrote the script to the comic, they kept all the pictures, and that man was the great director Fellini. And all those years of the war, he wrote it. And one of the tra saddest things of his life is he never did the movie because he didn't, he says, I don't know how. This is not going to be a movie with trick photography. It's not a magician, what have you. And every time they've tried the movie, it's failed. They're trying it now, I predict. Unless they learn about what happened and what the reason was, the movie will not succeed. Because a few years ago, Alec Baldwin played the movie called The Shadow. And I happen to know Walter Gibson who created The Shadow. That movie failed for the same reasons Mandrake's gonna fail unless they just sit down and find out why the movie wasn't, it's a great story. So I thought, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to talk, but I thought you folks would be interested because, you know, comics have been important roles in my life and uh, I, I love I to read it. I, you know, I, I wish a lot of success. You gotta do this show every week now. I know that's, that I predict's gonna happen sooner or later. Well, that's, that's a relief. <laughs> that is a relief right there. But, hey. Um, now, can I tell you, can I tell you the one thing I've got to announce? By the way, this book is, you can go to yes, Amazon.com, Amazon yes. but uh, everybody wants to know when or where. We're negotiating right now for Johnny Carson's show. A lot of you didn't, weren't here when he was on, but it's on one of the cable stations. It's repeated every year. I did 88 shows with Carson, and I've decided to do it. I'll tell you a story that no one knows, not a living person alive today, 
knows the true story. Fred de Cordova, after Carson retired and before Fred died, he met me at NBC and said, Kreskin, what in God's name what was going on? We knew we couldn't ask Johnny. One night, I'm on the show, and I had to see Johnny before the show, and he never saw anybody. He never had anybody in his dressing room. And, and I, I call, I said, listen, I've got to condition his mind. I'm going to do something that could have some dangers physically. I need to see him. Okay, okay. I'm walking through the hallway, and his secretary's standing next to me like that. I say, you okay? She says, yeah, yeah. I said, the matter? She says, Kreskin, nobody sees Johnny in his dressing room before the show. Is everything okay? I said, everything's fine. So, get in his dressing room. I said, Johnny, he says, and he's sitting there with a bare bulb over his head and on this table are papers. It was his monologue. That was his passion on the show. I said, Johnny, look at my eyes. I want you to listen to me. I talked to him for five minutes. And I says, okay, I gotta go now. Is that a deck of cards there, Johnny? Well, he was a magician at one time and he's sure. not a good. I said, let me show you something. Three minutes later, he said, you SOB. He said, what the hell did you do? He says, I walked away. Seven, and I went on the air later because what happened later on is I had Johnny standing, I counted to 10. His eyes closed, he started falling. Ed McMahon called, caught him. We stretched him between two chairs, his head here, his feet there. No magic act, nothing in the middle. I asked one of the other guests to come over. She says, no. I said, come over here. She says, no. And, and Fred DeCorda, the producer, says, come on. She came over and sat on the middle of him with his feet in the air, and it got on Parade Magazine all over the Western world. That lady was Bette Midler. She said she thought, never be asked again. She says, I'm sitting on this man. I'm going to break him. Anyway, to wrap this up, seven times when I did his show, we're sitting on, on the guest at this point, go to a break, and Johnny says, Kreskin, Get out of your chair. We're in a commercial break. We only got three minutes. I said, what's the matter, Johnny? Yeah, come on. Kreskin, come over here. He got out of his chair. Dustin, he got out of his chair, pulled it away, and had me sit under the table with him. Under the table. Desk, where the audience couldn't Could see. see. The audience couldn't. The crew couldn't. He did it How long were you time, under there for? A few just for minutes, three minutes, right? Because he only had the commercial. He put oh, the, this during commercial. Okay. Yeah, he put the deck cards there and says, do it again. He says, this can't be done. He says, you told me what you're doing. He says, damn it. He says, this can't be done. Finally, I'm gonna, I want to do a special. And 20 minutes in the special, I'm going to reveal what happened because nobody, the crew, would never ask him. that He'd fire them. And, and the guests didn't know what was going on. So we're going to, I think the public, you folks are going to finally see it. <laughs> when, will that, when, when will we be able we to see that? We're, put, we're piecing it together right now. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. when will that special air? You're not sure? No, but this is what a gambler, a famous gambling authority said in, uh, by the way, that's, this is, uh, he said this in, because uh, in, he, he, was, he, he was in Vegas. And he watched me. I'm not allowed to gamble anywhere. I can't play poker anywhere. But this, his name was John Romero. And you can see, you can read what he, it's on the bottom of the sheet there, what he said. That, that's in a book he wrote. Is National it? Gambling Authority, John Romero, in his book, Las Vegas, The Untold Story, states, Kreskin is the most dangerous man in the world with a deck of cards. The casinos would rather deal to Willie Sutton. 
<laughs> so anytime you want to play cards later, <laughs> would you like to try it? Would you like me to do something? Sure, but... Uh, experiment? We don't know time. I, I, I have some questions for you. I've, sure. I'd love to, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the first one, of course, was, uh, did you predict having to do this show and also regretting it? <laughs> no. Okay. You know what making I mean, sure. The, 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 the part of the city was closed down, but as soon as I, as soon as I used your name, the police said, we got to talk to you further. <laughs> no, uh, you've, you've predicted the correct turnout of Super Bowls, uh, many the last, of this, The last three of them, four of them, actually. Many sporting events, uh, crime, crime cases assisting law enforcement I mean, on I tough cases. On, I worked on 84 and, crime cases. Right now, I'm working on two murder cases. Oh, my gosh. And by the way, it doesn't mean someone hands me some object. No, no, of course. I have to work, have to work with people's thinking right. who are potential witnesses. And I've only been helpful... And about a third of them. I don't want someone to think it's some miracle. I'm not a miracle worker, no. But most recently, you even accurately predicted the turnout of the 2016 presidential well, you election. Well, story about that. Uh, my, well, my, my question about it is, why didn't you warn us? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you the story. I decided not to get involved in this election because if you go on my internet, uh, www.amazingkreskin.com, there's pictures of me with, uh, with Trump because I performed in his home. Sure. There's pictures of me with Hillary Clinton because I perform a lot in Washington. And by the way, in spite of what you've heard on some of the news, a lot of the news shows, I just want to say this now. I have, I have nothing against politicians, although I wish that most of them had been on the Titanic. At any rate, get back. At any rate, so, so uh, I decided I'm not getting involved in this. Right. Because the last one, the 2012 one, I predicted, I put it on Jimmy Fallon in a safe. I would never announce ahead of time my prediction. I warn everybody in the business, you get involved in politics, you start losing half your audience. So I delivered it on the Jimmy Fallon show one and one half years before the election, NBC put in a safe. But the day before the election, wrapped this up, I, I said to my people, oh, this is getting ridiculous. Everybody knows by the, by the uh, polls that Hillary's going to win this and so forth. And I'm going to go into New York. I went to a famous uh, feminine restaurant. They put it in a safe, had a guard there. This is only the day before the election. Two days after, a guy brings me to a, bro a news broadcast that's at night that's going to be broadcast internationally over the internet as well. He says, didn't you hear about Fox? I said, what the hell are you talking about? I, I don't know what you're talking about. People are shouting. I saw it on Fox. I said, what's going on? He said, Kreskin, don't you know? Watch. Go on my webpage, uh, uh, com. Fox sent it to me. November 9th of 2015, not this year, but 2015. I'm on a show in Washington because I'm performing out there, and it's in the morning, it's a news show. If you look at it, I had some bad news in the family, an illness of someone, and I was told just a little while before, and I, I should be able to hide it. I was personally upset, but I try not to show it. So I'm sitting there like this, and one of the guys says to me, the five, oh, who's going to win the election next year, 11 months from now? And I said, oh, I don't, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get uh, uh, harmed by, uh, you know, I've been in his house, and he's going to be shouting. And by, obviously, they thought it was Donald Trump. I saw that the day after the election. I have no memory of ever saying that, because I don't announce ahead of time. As God is my judge, I would have never said it. I have no memory of saying it. And I've been interviewed all over the world. Something inside me made it blurt, blurt out a year ahead of time. So that was a dramatic incident. Will the world end during his presidency? 
<laughs> what did you just, don't even repeat, we, by the way, by the way, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Listen, I, 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 I'm, not, I don't, I'm not taking sides. I voted for the person I felt that could, could do the less amount of harm. But I'll tell you one thing. I, 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 warn, I warn everybody. There's certain people I dare not read their thoughts in public. Oh, my God, I'll tell you something. <laughs> you, know what, you know what's sad today, and, I, and, and you, you don't have that feeling. But talk to, and Jerry Seinfeld feels just the way we do right now. It's getting pretty sick today. We've got to be so, so politically correct that Seinfeld, who will not work in universities, I've done over a thousand of them, no more there, they will censor what a comedian can joke about. We have to be able to joke about anything. That's what this country's about. Don't you feel that way, folks? Ridiculous. I'm furious. Now, uh, you mentioned you've done over 80 Carson appearances. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and uh, uh, what, my Regis, uh, 105, 105, and on and on it goes and so forth. Um, Jimmy Fallon, by the way, is one of the nicest people in the business. I'm sure. I'm going to do something with you. Well, I'll take a chance when I do it. No, no. Uh, okay. Uh, 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 that uh, Fallon wouldn't have got it, but I wish Carson was still alive because I've never done this publicly before. I've done this privately, and maybe when you have a moment, we'll, we'll try something. I, I would love that. Would you guys like to see us try something? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, now, uh, Carson very rarely had me handle cards on camera because he says, Kreskin, I know you're not a magic act. It's not a magic act what you do. He says, I want to protect your interests. But I'm going to show you something that people are going to tell you listening in and here, well, there's got to be a trick deck that's got to be rigged. He's had to have an agreement. We, you have no idea what I'm going to do right now. I have no, no idea. Can I, I, I need to have my hands maybe empty. Maybe you can hold that so that folks I'd like someone, maybe one of the one of the uh, crew here, one of our musicians. Could they come over here? Yeah. What? 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 You can put the can you put the instrument yeah. down. What's your name? My name is Sean. Have we ever met Sean? We've never met. You seem proud of that fact. Nice to see you. It's good to see you. Sean, you know what? I'm going to. Uh, I'm not going to take these cards out. I can't give these. I can't even give these to people. To our host, I can't give them to him. And there's a reason why, and you're going to find out why in a moment. I've got another deck of cards here, folks. And by the way, those are good quality cards, because wherever I perform around, when I go into a theater, Coliseum, uh, Minnesota State Fair, with 10,000, three decks of cards on a table. And these, there's a, I've got about 8,000 decks still in the house. But these cards, this is a regular deck of cards. You can see. Sure. You can see it's a, you play cards at all? You play uh, cards? Not a lot, but a little. What do you yeah, play? I, I, know, uh, I know a few games. Yeah, what games do you play? Oh, uh, I remember that game War we used to play. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, uh, my. I can remember that game. That was a game enough to try. What else? What do you play? Poker. Yeah, he's oh, a big yeah. poker player. You play poker? Yeah. Um, I, uh, by the way, in, uh, at Aruba, I was at a, I was at a, a, a nightclub, and because I didn't go in the casinos, but they didn't know me at Aruba. The people that came were from England, Canada, the United States. Closing night, and this is on a documentary, it's put on TV. I said to my roadman, it's around 11 o'clock, ah, I'm gonna sneak over to another casino. So I went into a casino to play blackjack. Exactly $37, now they converted, and I don't know the term anymore, but, but they converted the money. So I'm playing, and every once in a while my roadman would come in because I started having $100 or the equivalent of that chips on the table. Come, I said, 
get out of here. Go back to whoever the gals you're dancing with. Go back there. Don't make a scene. Now it's 1 o'clock. It's 2 o'clock. And the dealers are looking hatred at me because you keep one casino open and many casinos, the other tables have to stay open. I said, it's 2.15. I said, oh my God, we got to leave here at 3 o'clock. got to change my clothes. Let me cash in. And I swear to God, we're carrying our chips like this. He's carrying them. We're dropping them on the floor. But when you get get impassionate about things, you forget what's going on. I cash them in, and then I go and get in the car, and the guy drives me to a place where I can transfer the money to American currency. I get to my room, it's three o'clock. I said, I gotta call the person who booked me. He was a musician from, from, from uh, uh, um, uh, over in, actually some other part, Florida, but he's working there the whole summer. He says, what the hell are you call? I says, come in here. He says, I'm not, I just put your, put your bathroom on, come in. He walks in the room and says, what in God's name did you do? They're $100 bills. I said, help me fold these, put them in different pockets. Because if they were in a suitcase, we're going to be in trouble. If they open it, they can see I'm a drug person. <laughs> I didn't tell this story for a long, long time. When I left that country and came home, I started with $37. I had... 260-some thousand dollars. Actually, it's four, but no one will believe me. Now, I've got to show you something. I'm going to show you something. There's a deck of cards here, and, and folks listening in, and you'll, I, I'm going to leave the jokers in the, you know what, uh, take the joker out of the deck. Just take it out. Yeah. The joker. That's a jack. I saw, I saw Jay, so I got confused. Play poker with him. Oh, my God. I should have pointed out I can't read or write. But. <laughs> what you're going to do, and, and by the way, and, and it's, listen, folks, it's a straight deck of cards, and they're mixed up. What you're going to do is this, and I could be at the other end of this room so long as he hears my voice. I'm going to lay the deck right here in front of you. I'm going to take the microphone from you in a moment. Leave the deck there. What you're going to do is cut the cards, but when you cut the cards, you will simply turn the pile over and put it face down. That way, if you spread all these cards up, you'll be able to figure out, well, I cut to the nine of hearts. You understand what I'm saying? So, so cut yeah, it. yeah, whatever you cut it, you'll just turn the cards over and put them on top. Okay. That way, later on, and these cards are all mixed. I mean, they're shuffled. That way, look, here he would have cut to the four of hearts. Now, folks, you have to understand that this is a, this is, actually this deck is brand new. It was a program of mine just a couple days ago. And I'm gonna shuffle them further because I wanna tell you something before you cut the cards. And don't do this yet. That deck he's holding is incomplete. There is a brand new deck, never been mixed. But if he opened it up, he could tell you in 20 seconds by going through the deck what's missing. One card is missing, only one card. Now, here's what I want you to do. Trust me when I, I say this. I just want you to close your eyes for a moment. Okay. I'm not, keep your eyes closed for a moment. Okay. I'm, not, or, I'm not touching these cards. These cards are in front. I want you to open your eyes and let go of the microphone now so your hands are kind of free. Mm -hmm. you open your eyes, cut the deck, cut the deck. And with both hands, turn the pile over. Turn the pile over, both hands. Turn it over and put it face up on top, on top of the deck, on top. All of, the, all of you are here are witnesses, and he will be. I didn't hold these cards. This is not some sleight of hand thing. I, I could have been uh, at the other end of the room because I wasn't even near you, right? Right. Well, 
let's see, just spread the face-up cards off the deck. Just the face-up ones until you come to the face-down one you cut to. Spread them off. Okay, that's a, it's, it keeps just to the face, just the face-up ones, not the face-down ones. Yep. And move the face-up one off. It's still covering the card. Okay. All right. Turn the card. What's the card you cut to? Face-down card. What'd you cut to? Just, just turn. Take the card you this cut one? to. Yeah. What'd you cut to? What is it? Two of hearts. Okay. Two of hearts. Uh, can I? And by the way, you'll you could you'll agree. By the these cards are shuffled. I mean, now they're off every which way, but sure. you can see they're they're shuffled of and course. so forth. Two of hearts. I want you to do this for me, sir. Would you uh, open the deck of cards and you watch him? Keep your eyes because there's no slide. Tell, uh, tell us, uh, hand me the two of hearts. He's got the, you've got your deck of cards there. We gave it to him before we ever started. Yeah, and just, and you watch that he's going through the deck. These cards have all been shuffled. He could have cut anywhere he wanted to. Just take out the, uh, take out the two of hearts, sir, and give it to us, if you will, please. Just take it out and give it to us. What's the matter? The two of hearts is not there. It's the one card missing. In that deck, you can look at it, give it, give it over to him. Give it over to him. Here, hold it. Give it over to him, give him the deck. Give him the deck. You can see, and, and that card, he had no idea what the card was. Oh, you fan through the deck, just for, you, you, you fan through it yourself. And these cards, by the way, are all mixed. This is not some kind of trick deck of cards that he cut. But the truth of the matter is, when he cut down in that deck, and it's the one It's true, folks. And I want to remind anyone who's just listening on the radio, you really want to tune in to WFNU.org and watch this on the live feed to know what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> Do it. WFNU.org or Facebook.com slash WFMU radio. And listen, if anyone wants to look further what's going on in my work and so forth, go to, uh, you know, uh, t t uh, TAAmazing.com. Uh, what am I saying? www.amazingcrescent.com I just think of where I was Hey listen I don't know where this half hour has gone A pleasure. I want to tell you something Creskin This has been a real honor for me The name of the book is Creskin In real time You can get it on Amazon Barnesandnoble.com And good bookstores everywhere Can I ask you one last question Before you go And would you please come back sometime Because I have like I have like two pages of questions I want to ask you at some point this, this is not a trick. I'll leave the deck of cards with you. But at the same time, it's a pleasure working with you. And, uh, and uh, we're, we're going to touch base soon again. Because I, I, I'm only home about four days a month. And, uh, and uh, now that I understand how he thinks, I'm so, I wish I had known him when I was studying up normal psycho. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My last question for you, sir, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and thank you for being such just, a good sport. Uh, what made you stay in, North, in the North Jersey suburbs after all these successful years in show business? Because uh, you live in Caldwell, yeah. um, and you, you, grew, you were born in Montclair, but why not Vegas? Why not L.A.? Why, why staying uh, central to, uh, to uh, North Jersey? Well, the airline industry announced just last year I've flown a little over three million miles. Wow. Yeah, I could talk to you about airline travel today, but I don't want to ruin your evening. <laughs> I, I respect that. Thank yeah, you, sir. And I don't. And I, it's too bad that the airline industry is raping the public, because to charge literally, actually, because the one thing that the, the, the media hasn't it's, they said press, we never thought of it that way. Booking a few more possible flights than to leave people off, when who would have dreamt ten, twenty years ago that they would be charging for every piece of luggage you check on? One airline 
makes over a billion dollars a year on just check-in, and 70%, the government's gonna change this, of all the flights out of Newark are with one airline that has bought all the others. Monopoly has caused us not to be treated as passengers the way we should be. But I, I want to tell you, the other thing I gotta say is, uh, I, I, I love my work. It's a passion in my life. Everybody says when I'm gonna retire, and I've, I've announced it because I'm 82 years old and I finally announced it. And it's gotten all over the place, even in Germany. Was, I plan to, tr to retire 10 days after I pass away. <laughs> well, I hope that's a long time from now, because will you come back to our show? Oh, I sure will. Okay. I sure the will. amazing Kreskin, everybody. <laughs> I was gonna have you guess which uh, which pocket your your travel reimbursement money is in. It's in one of four. You want to try to guess? Oh my! My po which pocket my money's in? Yes, it's it's in one of four. My money's in what pocket? I got all my travel money. Yes. The reimbursement. It's not much. It's twenty five dollars. It's the best we could do. Do you want to take a shot at it real quick? I know we're over in time. All right, I'll get it to your road manager. By the way, yes. I want to say this, and no, no, Pat. Thank you, thank you, Pat. Give, give it to, you know, I, I love animal groups and so forth. Give it to an animal group. Just Are you serious? For, I love animals. Yeah, I, I love will them. do that. Thank you, Mr. President. I, uh, I appreciate that. I, uh, if, if, if I didn't travel, I'd have, I, I'll, t I'll be telling you, if I didn't travel, I'd have six dogs, I'd have eight cats, I'd have uh, uh, a lot of other animals, but uh, I have two cats. I'm getting two more because it's, I have people take care of them all the time. But I want to say this to you. Yes. I'm not going to, in the spirit of broadcasting, I will not say goodbye, let's just say, to be continued. To be continued with Mr. <laughs> the Amazing Preston Post. Appearing on Prove It All Night with Pat Byrne. That's my name. He did our show. He did our show. I'm a real talk show now. I can retire. It's official. And I will. Do get the book. It's called In Real Time The Amazing Kreskin. We got a lot more show. Who's ready for it? All right. Folks, our next guest was booked by Neil last minute. I hear our next guest has given out great relationship advice over the years, and this is, this is from you. This is your booking, right? Yes, yes, that's right. Every guy in here could benefit from this man's sober advice and wisdom on love, relationships, and dating. I know I certainly have. Wow. You know, me... Uh me hearing you say the word sober, that's something I could get used to. Yeah, Poppy can quit whenever he wants, buddy. All right, well, uh, please help me welcome to the stage Mr. Robert Muldoon, an expert relationship with women person. Shoot that! 
Shoot her! Oh my god! Shoot who? Stop saying... What, what are you doing? They're everywhere! Who's everywhere? Is this the guy, Neil? Yes, it is. Calm down. Robert, calm down. Are you, re- are you referring to the ladies in the audience? I trust they will not hurt you. What kind of place is this? You're all putting your lives in real danger. Danger? What, what are you... T- Women. They're extremely intelligent. Even problem-solving intelligent. Especially the big ones. How is that? Women are uh, they're lethal at eight months. And I do mean lethal. You mean like eight months into the relationship, or what are you talking about? I've hunted most things that could hunt you, Pat, and the way these things move. Please stop saying the word hunt. It's really disturbing. And uh, why did I allow you to book another guest, Neil? Uh, Laziness would be my guess. But everything he's saying makes perfect sense to me, so please, sir, continue. That's right. And women, they never strike the same place twice. They remember. All right, I think we've all heard just about enough here, so why don't we uh, just wrap this up. Uh, thank you, sir, for coming down move. and bringing your loaded gun. Bloody move! What? Move where? We're what being you... hunted what? from the audience. Straight what? ahead. What are you talking about? Where? I don't see anything. It's all right. Run to the shed. What shed? I got her. Got who? Go! No. Go where? Shed. What shed? What are you... To the shed. What? Where is he going? Ooh, is that a British accent? Clever girl. Oh my god! Oh my god! That was definitely the sound of something being attacked. For clarification. (laughs) Well, my next guest. They have a brand new record coming out, produced by John Spencer. Uh, it's coming out on Ernest Jennings label on May 12th. Maybe you go want to go and pick it up. Hey. I know. Don't show it to that last Ooh. guy. Well, he's dead, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we cleared that up. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's produced by John Spencer. It's out on the Ernest Jennings label on May 12th. Please welcome back to the show. This show's biggest fans, ladies and gentlemen, Sunshine and the Rain. <laughs> Oh, 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 
Darkness of My Night and is produced by Mr. John Spencer of the Blues Explosion. Yeah. And it comes out May 12th on Ernest Jennings. Ernie Jennings, Jennings Record Company. Available at good record stores everywhere. And online, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm really excited for our next guest. She's one of the greatest ladies of rock and roll and a personal hero of mine. And I just can't believe she's here. Our surprise guest, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Joan Jets. Hey, Pat. Hey. Hey, Joan. Those burgers kind of smell. Well, it's only going to get worse, I'm afraid. We're only. You want one? No, I'm, I'm okay. good. Thanks. So, Joan, how's it going? Uh, I saw you were just in the, the WLIR documentary at Tribeca. Uh, what else is going on with you lately? Well, you know, Pat, like, I'm, I'm pretty bummed out about stuff that's been going on in the world, and, you know, I just want to use rock and roll to make the world a better place. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, what, what's cooking? Well, you know, one of my fans was, was on this United flight recently, and they dragged him off the plane. Yeah, that was super upsetting. Yeah, it's like, you know, flying these days has got a bad reputation, you know? I know about a bad reputation. That's why I started my own company. Really? Yeah, it's an airline. It's called Joan Jet Blue. Wow. See, the whole, like, philosophy of Joan Jet Blue, it's, like, for people that love rock and roll, mm -hmm. but they also value basic human decency. Sure. 
I'm and like, me up. yeah, and it's like the in-flight movie is always light a day, starring me and Michael J. Fox. I love that. You movie. know that movie? It's really I'd good. I love that movie. That movie is uh, based off of a Springsteen song. You know, the title. Yeah, by by the song "Light a Day." You know, of course, this this program too is also named after, as you know, a Bruce Springsteen song. My agent told me this show was called Pumpkin Pie something. <laughs> Bat. Fact. Turd. I don't Pumpkins know. are ninety percent water. Shut up, Neil. It's true. I didn't know that about pumpkins. Yeah, That's true. cool, man. Neil, yeah. shut up. I like your I like your iPod. Oh, you like that? I mean yeah, iPad, it's nice. whatever. It's cool. Neil, please stop. <laughs> Moving on. This airline sounds like it, it came at just the right time for this country. And uh, you know, American it really needs a, a, a good airline more than ever. Yeah, exactly. It's like I want people to have a, a positive experience from when they leave the airport to when they land on the runaways. I think I think you misspoke. I think you meant to say um, land on the runway. Yeah, that's what I said. Runaways. That's anyway. It's like uh, that's not for easy. the for the ad campaign. Uh, for the ad campaign, I'm like doing like new original music. You Wait, know, you're writing new new songs. Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. Uh, that's great. Is there any way that we could hear uh, like a sneak peek of this? Uh, I don't know. You guys want to hear some rock and roll? Yeah, we do. All right. Joan Jett, everybody. New songs debuted on this show the same night as Kreskin. I can't wait. All right, you guys ready? Hit it, boys. <laughs> Joan Jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. You know, you get the point, Pat. No, I don't know this one. I don't know this one. It's like uh, a, it's like a catchy song. Uh, Joan, no, let me stop you there. Uh, Joan, I, I, you know, I was kind of hoping for, for like an original rock composition, not just you with a, a, a different take on an existing song. I think we were all kind of hoping for that rock edge that we love you for. Okay. Come on, I, I know you okay. got that rock spirit yeah, in you. Yeah, you want rock and roll. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, I'll give you something more rocking. You right. guys I, ready for some more rocking? I knew you okay. had it in you. I knew it. Hit it, boys. <laughs> when you're a Joan Jet, you're a Joan Jet. From your first cigarette to your second cigarette to your third cigarette, there's no smoking on the plane. Bring Nicorette. All right, Joan, Joan, stop, stop. What? First of all, that was... I give you the... That was great improvisation, but uh, look, we, we no one who wants to hear you talking about cigarettes. I don't think this is working. I think I think you maybe need to rethink this or something. All right, Pat. Well, thanks for having me on your show. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. One last thing. What's that? Uh, all the planes only fly to Long Island. So. All right. Well. Thanks everybody. everybody. Have a good night. You got to start somewhere. It's a competitive business, the airline industry. It's a competitive one. You got to start somewhere. Uh, Joan Jet Blue now flying uh, only to Long Island um, from Long Island. But um, it is what it is. Coming up to the stage right now, the heroes of Hudson County, the original Jersey City Jokers. You know them as the Hard Luck Five. This city knows them as Riot Coalition. Give it up for them, guys. Keep it going. I was trying to figure this out. 
of you, like on a radio show, was in South Orange, New Jersey, when FMU was in South Orange, New Jersey.
That's actually the fire alarm. We all have to leave immediately. I'm so sorry. Keep it going for Rock Coalition, the heroes of Hudson County. The Hard Luck Five, the original Jersey City Jokers. Right Coalition, everybody. And a two-year, a three-year anniversary show, excuse me, is July. We're going to aim for July 22nd. It's a Saturday. Uh, live karaoke and more with this band right behind me. So do come back July. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Prove It Show, everyone. Please subscribe in iTunes if you haven't already, and give us a nice review and rating. You can listen live to the weekly Prove It All Night radio show over at WFMU.org every Saturday night from 9 to midnight Eastern Standard Time. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Prove It Show, Facebook.com slash Prove It All Night Show, or follow my personal Twitter at 1-800-PAT-BURN. Our theme song was recorded by the All Night Tears, the Prove It All Night house band. My name is Pat Byrne. You're the podcast listening public. And we just proved it all night. I'll see you next time. And thanks for listening. So long.